Hello and welcome to Dirty Talk with Chapman and Tati. I'm Chapman. And I'm Tati. We're two college students who aim to discuss sex, romance, and everything in between. On this show, we have frank conversations about our experiences, feminist theories, sexual health, and more. So, just sit back and enjoy a little bit of Dirty Talk. Hi there! On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the erotic and self-love. Yeah, on today's episode, we have Ratu with us, special guest. Hello, hello. Hey, it's a special episode. Um, If you were with us last time, we talked a lot about some heavy things, and I think it was important things. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it called for a a special episode. Um, We talk a little bit about a a more lighthearted subject from a much more lighthearted personal. They were both personal, but this is much more just... Yeah, this is... How we doing? This is heavy, and it has a lot of important implications but i think it is a little bit more hopeful to understand self-love and the erotic are more exciting to understand Mm -hmm. i think yeah i mean i think so definitely they both should be understood right let's like dive in with self-love i kind of want to read a shameless desire by our elevens morales together Mm -hmm. if you want we can kind of pass it along and... Uh, gotta, put, gotta put my reading glasses on over here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Everybody put your reading glasses on and I'll just pass it along. <laughs> um, this is Shameless Desire by Aurora Levins Morales again. I encourage you to read it, print it out, tape it somewhere, collage it, think about it. I don't know. It's great. I slip away from my lover to meet you in, a deserted, in deserted parks. Whenever we come together again after an absence, I'm a little shy. But how your presence intoxicates me. In minutes, I am high as a kite. All these years and infidelities, and you have never once wavered, never gone out of reach. You are the most dazzling lover, the one with the sweetest, most knowledgeable touch, the one who gets all my jokes, remembers my shyest thoughts, Cher- cherishes me the most unabashedly. At night, in your arms, I dream the best dreams, those dark and shining revelations from which art and poetry rise like fire. You are the one who insists on the best for me, who puts her foot down when enough is too much and gets me out of the corner into which I have once again backed myself. No one is more loyal, and I have no secrets from you. I'm not supposed to love you, to glout that I have you, to rejoice in every moment alone with you. You were supposed to belong to somebody else. You are female, so I must not love you as if it matters. You are Latina, so I must not take you seriously as a force in this world. You are Jewish, so I must not cherish and trust you. This is what they try to tell me. But I lust after you night and day, love you in the moments when I'm most afraid to love, want you with me more and more every day, even more intensely. You are the one I have been told it is most shameful to want. No one is as forbidden. No desire more ridiculed. Such transgression, such delight, such trembling as I claim you before others. How many officious people have tried to part us? What force has been used, what invasions and tortures, what atrocities committed in vain attempt to crush our love? How glorious it is, here among my hermanas, to be able, at last, to openly admire your fineness, boast about your courage, graciously acknowledge how much you have given, accept praise on your behalf. Querida, each day I become more worthy of your trust, more determined to put you first, to care for the way I have cared for those other lovers, so much less reliable. Here and now, before all these gente, I proclaim it. I am the love of my own life. 
and I will cherish and defend me against slander and disrespect, violence and erasure and sickness and health and favor out, come hell or high water until death does me scatter. Amen. But yeah, no, I think that the idea of loving yourself in an almost more intimate way than you love another partner is a really important one. Yeah. I want to expand the idea of self-love outside of um, bubble baths. Right. Yeah. And, and and what is this tea? This is tension tamer. You have some tension tamer. This is some. This is some good self-love. <laughs> self I'm just getting a kitty cat mug. It's, yeah. it's oh, there's a cat face on it. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Which is nice. This is incredible. But what it, what what is self-love now? Like that we see. In it's like social commodified. Media. It's really like, it's it's just a marketing ploy. Not just a marketing ploy, but at least it is often well, seen as a marketing. I feel ploy. the way that it's advertised is almost like very in nature with the rest of society, which is a constant work, work, work society. And mm -hmm. now instead of self love being you know really taking care of and appreciating yourself, it's now just like taking a moment every once in a while to do something for yourself instead mm -hmm. of for the capitalistic machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which is really upsetting, actually. Yeah. And then, like, they're to post it to prove to people, like, I love myself. It's like, <laughs> look, you don't need to prove to anybody but yourself, but right. you're yeah. too busy trying to prove to other people that yeah. you do, you know? And self-love, it's the same when people share pictures with their significant other. It's like, why do you got to share that if you feel that way, you know? And so I think that, I think that uh, self-love is kind of, it needs to be understood as intimate and romantic as well. Mm -hmm. I think it can be platonic. And familial, mm -hmm. love yourself like you love a sister and care for a sister or a child. Love yourself like um, you love a friend, but then you also love yourself like a lover. This is what this piece mm -hmm. means to me, at least. This is what excites me about this piece is like the curve of your bodies and the thought that you have and the the dreams you come up with. And, These and are all worth blessing. It's not after. in a narcissistic right. sense. It's just in a, you know, love yourself because this is the only body you got and you mm -hmm. you should appreciate it for what it is. And I mean, as somebody who suffers from, you know, multiple mental illnesses, like I know absolutely how hard it can be to love yourself. Like it's really hard a lot of days, but you I really, really agree with the notion that you can't truly be happy in a relationship with another person if you're not happy in the relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to think you're perfect. It means that you can at least be honest with yourself about how you act as a person and what makes you happy and what makes you sad and how you react to things and listening to the feedback of others and saying and determining what is important feedback and what's just criticism for the sake of criticism. Yeah. Mm. I feel like even with like the self-love part where like the nar like feeling like it's narcissistic, like once we get in that like deep, like, oh, I really love myself. Like I'm always taking pictures like just for <laughs> myself. Then it's like, wait, am I am I narcissistic? It's like it's all about me. Yeah. It's like, no, like they're, they taught they teach us not to be about us. And so yeah. when we're we're able to like actually look at ourselves in the mirror, like um, Gloria Anzal Dua says, like when you look in the mirror, you have I and she. And mm -hmm. so it's like you also have to think of like the, the your self love like relationship with yourself as as two people, but you're still one at the same time, so that you can meet yourself halfway. In the well, I actually had a friend who yeah. she just posted on her Snapchat story today. She was like trying to love myself more, going to be posting selfies. Sorry, not sorry. And I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. Like Do that's it. awesome. Mm -hmm. There's a really cool thing I appreciated of someone photoshopped all these like ancient Greek uh, statues oh, with yeah. cameras with in cameras. them. So it was like all these beautiful, like, <laughs> which is lunches. really interesting because a lot of it, it was meant to be about how 
we see a lot of those, you know, those very attractive female forms, especially of Aphrodite, um, as being, you know, the male gaze and the male perpetuation of the female form. Uh, but then as soon as you put the cell phone in their hand, people would call it vain, mm-hmm. which is so ridiculous because what p- men can appreciate the female form or a person can appreciate another person's form, but it's terrible to appreciate your own form. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think um, self-love is is intimate and you can lean back. I lean back and take pictures of of my friends, my family, and my lovers. And so I should lean back and take a picture of myself. If right. That's someone I can commit to. And, and she says it in here um, somewhere about, like, I'm the most reliable lover. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have other lovers, but they're less reliable. Mm-hmm. And I, I do love my other lovers, but they are less reliable. I, I rely on this body and, and myself. And I think that that doesn't mean to belittle the struggle of mental health um, mm-hmm. at all, because then you're like... I'm reliable, okay. <laughs> you know, um, if any of us, like, I think a lot of people do struggle with um, how we see ourselves, and that mm-hmm. kind of fluctuates more than maybe we would like. Mm-hmm. But whether you like it or not, you are the most reliable lover you have. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that kind of bridges into our other topic, which is the erotic. The erotic. Which is why this is our special edition the erotic yes, this is what this is erotic. all about um what is well chapman is this is your first time learning about the erotic from this perspective yeah, from this right? perspective yes yeah mm-hmm. and I, w- I was very confused because the piece you had me read very much clearly uh it it distinguishes that the erotic and the pornographic are very different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i'm not sure i understood what that means like I, I get that they're both sensual but i don't know where the line lies mm-hmm. Um, so here we have, um, uses of erotic, the erotic as power, Mouse Audrey Lord. And so one of the lines I really highlighted to distinguish like the erotic versus the, um, pornographic, we have the erotic is a source within each of us that lies in deeply female and spiritual plane, firmly rooted in the power of our unexpressed or unrecognized feelings. But pornography is a direct denial of the power of the erotic. For it represents the suppression of true feeling. Pornography emphasizes sensation without feeling. And so I think that sensation without feeling is like a really key part of the difference between like the erotic and the pornographic. Because it's like, I feel like pornography is like so fast and like you don't really. And people like, because I mean, I'm somebody who I, you know, enjoy quite a bit of porn. It's Mm -hmm. something I I try to make sure that it doesn't affect my life negatively. Mm -hmm. But it's something that I, you know, grew up with when I was a very innocent kid who didn't you know wasn't sexually active and now that i am like i communicate with my partners about it and i try like i said try not to let it let it affect my sex life but it's something i appreciate but it definitely it exists for the sole purpose of you know getting me off mm-hmm. yeah. like i use it to masturbate and like that's about it yeah. whereas i imagine what you're trying to say is you know the erotic is the idea of things that exist for the pleasure but not just the pleasure of the flesh not just the pleasure of self-pleasure but to create a more sexualness within something more than that i guess yeah it's like a it's like a very a deep feeling within you and i know some people talk about like the intuition which mm-hmm. also taps into and so it's like it goes beyond like even sex too like the yeah. work that you do sometimes mm-hmm. your art the way that you interact with people could be erotic in in a sense and so when yeah. i think of it no, go ahead. i think of it like because like I'm a cultural anthropologist, I've like learned a lot of different cultures. And so I see it within like some of my studies of like um, Ashe, like that, that soul, it's the, it's the soul, 
it's the power within you. And so I think that's very important to be able to tap into that using your intuition. So it's not yeah. to like put down pornography, mm-hmm. but it's another way to navigate the world. Yeah, like, it's yeah to differentiate for, for sure. We were, we went out off for a while just listing the other terms. I think it's called. I think that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the root of it is eros, which is just love. Yeah. Oh yeah. We can. I wanted to talk about that too, but um, I think for a lot of people, you might be familiar with it as the witch. Um, mm-hmm in like maybe Anglo tradition. And then there's also the Bruja in um, Latin American tradition. Um, and then- There's the Lilith in astrology, mm-hmm. like within yeah. the natal chart. There's, there's the, the sacral. Yeah, the sacral sh- chakra. So like, it's like <laughs> everywhere. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like the sexual is meant to be stripped away from people and separated from everything else. And so I even know, like, as a younger woman, when I was studying uh, the chakras, especially, mm-hmm. I was, like, excited because it showed all the different ways to exist. Because I think as soon as we figure out that there are lots of sides to the ex- to existence, it's, it's a relief because we don't have to just be one thing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I liked all of these different sides of existence. So when it came to studying the sacral, I was like, oh. I was like 14 I was like sex sex. (laughs) and so then it took me a second to be like creative energy um that that which is divine that which is connects you to here and now and the bigger godly entire universe I mean so it, it it's that deep desire within it's the endless desire and so uh, I thought about you when I was reading this Chapman because I was like, it says feminine a lot, and I think this applies to men. Yeah, I was to actually gonna, I was gonna ask about that because it does use it's it's from a very female perspective. Yeah. And so I want to know, you know, as somebody who identifies as male, like how does this What's affect this me? Mean? What does this mean to me? Yeah. So well, I think first off, I think the reason that it it's no accident that it's talking about like femaleness and womanhood, and I think part of that is an inherent part of female sexuality is this an unquenchable nature of it you know i think when men are satisfied it's kind of like there's this peak in their satisfaction mm-hmm. whereas women plateau mm-hmm. and then which we, we actually were just having a conversation about this the other day from a very very personal perspective oh yeah um, you were just about how from my my experience um a lot of the women who i've talked to who say like you know that even when they get off like yes an orgasm can kind of satisfy those needs for a while but like it's always kind of a thing that's there but it's also apparently much easier to ignore for what from my what i've heard from people uh for men because for us it's basically this slow build that gets then released that then slow builds up and different guys have different you know varying levels of how fast it builds and how much is left over in the tank when it like is gone but um we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about our perspectives right i think there's like all of existence is a spectrum and so nothing we say is like a hard right. binary yeah. of existence but i think it's safe to say in general that's the difference between like um and and not hardline difference but a difference enough that it's worth noting that mm-hmm. female sexuality and and it's an endless unquenchable desire and i think that in all i think there's my pull me back if i get too weird here <laughs> Uh, but I think in all people we contain within ourselves some kind of balance of masculine and feminine oh, yeah, energies, sure. right? Uh, my best example of this is like I have a little baby brother and he's a precious, precious person. He, but he's outrageously masculine. Like just he 
since he was like months old, he just wanted to punch you in the face and scream all the time. He's a warrior. He <laughs> often talking about past lives. He talks about like he'll just talk about battles and wars from lives long ago. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. But for Hanukkah one year, my parents gave him a baby doll and a hockey stick. And he held the baby doll and he beat people with the hockey stick. <laughs> That is the balance of the feminine and the masculine, right? right? We we want to ur- we have an urge to nurture and to hold, and to beat things. <laughs> and so, Big but man. my point is, is I think that even though this is talking about specifically femaleness and female sexuality, um, I think it, it applies for for men too because right. I think that we all contain with us this balance, the feminine, the feminine. and I think the feminine is the unquenchable, uh, this endless well of it's, it's infinite. Yeah. There's it's so femininity is in infinite. It's so it's just like all around. This <laughs> is so abundant, and I feel like we have like like within like capitalism, it's like we think that we don't have enough of things, and so it's like oh, I'm gonna be greedy with what I have instead of like oh, I'm able to like let go because I know there's gonna be more flowing into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that cool, is such a thought, good yeah. thought. I love that. <laughs> I think that we apply. I think one one capitalist thing is to make us believe, even though we're participating in it, in it and I can't pretend mm-hmm. I'm outside of oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that we get tricked into thinking that this is natural because people don't want it to be questioned because a lot of people make a lot of money. That's okay, because um, you know we're sipping from like our Tazo tea and our cute <laughs> mugs and making our we participate, and sometimes it's even enjoyable, but it's not. There's nothing natural about it, mm-hmm. and so there is. There is a such thing as infinite and there is abundance and there is renewable. Mm-hmm. And so the divine creative uh, urge within us is tremendous and, and unending. And I, th- Audrey Lord's really getting at finding that and tapping into that. And so I think that applies for people who um, identify as men as well, is that finding this endless this want for pleasure this this want for desire and tapping into that urge Uh, she says that the very word erotic comes from the greek word eros the personification of love in all its aspects born of chaos and personifying creative power and harmony that's something men can do Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think it's something that women have very specifically been distanced from and something that they should be inherently good at right the erotic should be in the workplace it should be she says building a bookshelf in there (laughs) yeah yeah build a bookshelf read a poem you know when i I eat mangoes that's my erotic (laughs) have you ever eaten an orange in the shower no so people talk about shower beer which is a great experience but eating an orange just because you don't have to worry about the mess it's like cool and refreshing compared to like the heat of the shower like eat an orange in the shower i consider that part of the erotic cold orange absolutely yeah Refrigerate it beforehand. Oh my! I'm gonna have to do with the mango. Oh my god! Oh, mango in the shower. (laughs) That'd be great too. Anything that's like juicy, so you don't Uh like worry about like you're gonna make a mess and it's fine. And then cold in the. Oh Oh my god! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is this is a good. This is perfect to me because it's like you can get this like 
this buzzing energy out of it. Mm-hmm. This is exciting energy. This is when it's it's so on. Uh, I follow a lot of subreddits, and there's this category of things that are like safer work porn, and it's not pornography. It's things that are very beautiful or very satisfying in you know one of in a very aesthetic sense. Mm-hmm. And it's called porn because it satisfies some itch inside of you. Right. Like there's one that I follow that is one of my favorites. It's power washing porn, and so it's just things getting cleaned with a power washer, but it's just so immensely satisfying because it satisfies some itch in there, right? Right. So is that that feeling that we're talking about when we talk about erotic? I want to believe that's part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like I would even challenge those things to be, we use porn because it like applies. Just like, it's silly, just like when someone really loves something, we use like the end of alcoholic, even though it doesn't really make sense, like chocoholic, workaholic. I I think that's because the root is holic, which means love. Yeah, Isn't it's it? well, it's, philia and holic both mean like love or obsession or something, right? But we like manipulate <laughs> weird words in weird ways, yeah, and then it doesn't always make quite sense. And I feel yeah. the same way with like porn, is they'll be like food porn, right? Food porn, and I'm like, porn is not well fun. Well, it's well funded, <laughs> it's low budget and sketchy <laughs> and bad acting. Like, this isn't maybe it's we more should, like it's erotic power erotic, washing erotic food yeah erotic food i, erotic power that. Washing. I right? support that like i think that that kind of speaks more to but the like it's a satisfaction but temporary satisfaction that taps into a deeper thirst it's things that make creativity. your you know your gives you goosebumps but in like the mm-hmm. best kind of way right right and, and then it goes into like the five senses using the five senses to like feel pleasure like you have mm-hmm. the taste sight mm-hmm. <laughs> was it hearing feeling yeah, smelling smelling yeah, yeah. So it's like how fun. do you incorporate all that into your sex life Ooh, yeah. just, yeah. those should all absolutely be part of your sex right. life yeah, if right. you're if you you're and that's and that's we're getting close on time but that's like one last thing i want to touch on is that porn is very very visual pornography is very visual and i think a huge part of the erotic is that it's it is all the senses it's not just a visual thing for satisfaction and I think a lot of people who use porn for masturbation, myself included, use it in a very bad way because then you get very tied to visual stimulus Mm -hmm. and you get very tied to the fact that like you will use this visual stimulus to get off. And like that absolutely can detrimentally affect your sex life. Oh, yeah. And there's actually I just read a whole article about um, how guys should actually masturbate and how it should not just be tied to using porn it shouldn't porn you shouldn't look at porn because you're bored and you shouldn't masturbate because you're looking at porn because you're bored mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's a huge part of it but Ooh. that's I think that's a whole other conversation yeah but. Okay. The, the interesting aspects of porn my final comments would be like what what can we do then with this in mind what can we do what should we do Ooh. I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's different for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, we here. I guess we here. I don't oh, speak for the masses. Here. I think. Yeah, I think it's just about recognizing things that are erotic for yourself and with your partner, mm-hmm. and where where it's where it's about sex, but it isn't about sex. You know, like you're having sex, but it isn't about the sex. It's about the emotions invoked and the senses invoked. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Pleasure. It's about. It's about. They're not the same, unfortunately. Right. Pleasure and sex. Right. And if you don't have a partner to explore with it, explore it with yourself. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Make this, and if Love you're able thyself. to make this space for yourself, like mentally and like physically, I think that's really important. Yeah. And I would say for me, pulling out that thing that I peek into and I have. Um, I just think you're talking about your vagina. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> okay, what I'm. I'm a Scorpio. We like to have sex. And you know I, Miguel. Yeah. You like Miguel? Yeah. He's, Scor- he's a Scorpio? Yeah. Of course. He only sings sense. about sex. Yeah. 
when he tries not to, he's like, don't work. You just talk don't. about sex. This is probably, like, he thinks about coffee. You're like, that's about sex. <laughs> Sorry. My thought is <laughs> that uh, for pe- me and for people like me, if, if like sex is really awesome and being with people is really awesome and you're so excited by the creative energy you find there, uh, you're not crazy and you're not bad. It's just that that energy you find is applicable everywhere else. Just mm-hmm. let yourself mm-hmm. do it. Let yourself. Let's. I am allowed to scream and move my body and get excited, not just there. Yeah. Everywhere else. Um, Please don't like just randomly <laughs> moan while doing things. Like I love you. It's a little weird. Um, continue yourself. Maintain yeah. a level of normalcy. <laughs> But mm-hmm. yeah, no, but mm-hmm. I get what you're getting at. Trust yourself through it. <laughs> yeah. But I think just yeah, feeling like feeling within your body and like I like I live here and I'm allowed to live here and I'm not only allowed to live here on Friday night in a bedroom with a partner. I, I live here now. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of ownership is is what I think is really the power of the erotic. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Ratu. Yeah, thank coming. you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, as always, if you have questions, comments, if you want us to talk about something on the show, email me, Chapman, at C-C-R-O-S-K-E-L-L at collegian.com. Uh, we love getting comments. We love talking to y'all about what you think, what we think. Um, but otherwise, we will see you next time. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed.